Hi, I'm Mark Woods, back with another Page One podcast, and today I have Steve Patterson with me. Um, and Steve has a story that's uh, it's a tragic story on, on many levels. Um, um, it's the story of a Jacksonville financial advisor, Robert Hetzler. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. Um, and starts November 2017th at 3.25 a.m. with a... Uh, performance modified Ford Mustang engulfed in fire. I mean, so maybe you can explain. I think that's the the place where you start the start the story. So maybe start there and explaining what it's about. Sure. So this is a uh, this is a story about a man who, at one level, is really lucky to be alive. He came within less than an inch of of being just consumed in this fire. He was terribly injured in it. Uh, still has a lot of, of recovery to do, but while he is, while he could be grateful on one hand for uh, for the fact that he's still with us, while he was in the hospital, he was sued by just a laundry list of people who did business with his company, and they basically claim that. Uh, that they had entrusted money to him that he was supposed to hold for for them for tax purposes and that uh, when they needed the money back they couldn't get it and they believed it had been uh had been absconded with mm-hmm. you, let's see it's 28 clients say they lost 6.5 million correct 6.5 but there is actually uh an additional number that uh that sort of rolls in some losses they incurred as a result of this uh, of of this interruption and that's about 8.5 million okay um and i guess before we get into what he did for them client the clients or didn't do or what the story behind this money maybe i mean he and of himself is an interesting story he's 44 years old first coast native um and you explain kind of his life took this path when he was 20 years old as a college student, correct? It, yeah, it was a very unusual uh, beginning for uh, for anyone's uh, professional development. Uh, he was, as a college student, charged with murder. He, was, he refused to take a plea deal, said, I did not murder anyone. He stood trial and was found innocent. And at the end of this... Um, He's, he's now 21, and he's trying to restart his life, and he goes to work at the company that, uh, the law firm that represented him as, as an assistant. And he, uh, he held that, uh, that assistant's job while he was getting his undergraduate degree and then uh, uh, went on into Florida Coastal School of Law. And, uh, uh, you know, and then from there started getting his his started getting his bearings setting his own goals for for his own professional future right and he sets up this company and um so yeah maybe explain uh what a 
qualified intermediary does and so what he was what he was doing for people financially i think this is a job that very few people as a percentage of of our listeners are going to know what a qualified intermediary right, I, is but uh, but what he does is really uh important for some people uh basically it's a legal way for people to pay much less or people to avoid paying uh, capital gains taxes when they own a piece of property and sell it uh, they can avoid paying capital gains taxes on their and their annual uh, income taxes by using a qualified intermediary who instead of Instead of the money going to the person who's selling the land, it goes to the intermediary who puts it in a, in a holding place. And then when the if the person who the seller uh, closes on another piece of property within six months, mm-hmm. that uh, that money that came from the sale of the first piece of land mm-hmm. can simply be be counted as basically uh, as basically just being moved from one property to the other mm-hmm. and so if you uh, if you can do this and say you clear a hundred thousand dollars by selling one piece of property you clear that as your profit mm-hmm. and if you can then take that and apply that to uh, that hundred thousand dollars to buying a replacement property, and you have just done that without having to pay any income taxes on it. You've uh, you've greatly improved your your position to make uh, make this uh, you know to to make a successful business deal. So yeah, I took it to be uh, you know that this nobody would say this this part's all legal, all what you could. The it, way you could do it's written capi- into the tax code. capital gains and and yeah, if I sell my house and makes x amount of profit, I there's a I remember well with my mom's house that there's a certain window yes that you have, and um, so so I get that I get but yeah I didn't understand that there was this piece to that um, capital gains tax that you can have somebody do this for you. So this is what um, he was doing for people. All over the country, right? It wasn't just locally. It, it was. It seems to be mostly people outside of Jacksonville. He had a lot of clients in a lot of corners of the country, and their problem developed basically because uh, an intermediary is supposed to hold the money for a certain period of time, uh, you know, six months or less, and then you go to closing. And so, uh, and so, these folks would uh, would get their money from uh, from the sale of the first piece of property. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't actually get it; it would go directly to to Mr. Atzler's company. And then, when and then they would go and seek a uh, replacement piece of property where that money could be applied. And they would come to the closing date and find oh, uh, the uh, the man I left that money with is not here to uh, to provide it 
to go to closing on my next piece of land. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. Right, right. Um, so, yes, yeah, so he has this car, I think the quote you had that he gave the police, car just blew up. His car It was behind a San Marco business, is that correct? That's and, correct. And we don't really know why, what happened with the car. It is, I think, as close to uh, to the term complete mystery as you can come. Uh, Mr. Hetzler says he doesn't know what happened there. Uh, the fire marshal looked at it, said he couldn't tell what happened. Sheriff's office couldn't conclude. So it is just an open question. Right. So, but the, what we do know, what everybody would agree, I mean, it's a horrific fire um, that leaves him very badly burned what was it 60 third degree burns on 60 percent of his body uh, lost nine figure fingers in the ear and the ability to walk so he's in a wheelchair and then people are saying you know where's where's my money and that's where it kind of things start to get into this legal legal mess um and so you 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 talked to him I did. I was I was real pleased that he was willing to talk to me. He's very uh, very forthcoming, and he says that he feels terrible about the way this went for uh, for his clients. He said that uh, that the money, the equivalent, you know, this this asset was always available. It was always in a place that he thought was sort of evident where he'd put it, and he said, well problem was he runs a small business and when he was out of the picture there was no one there who was uh was ready to to know oh he put that money over here and to go and and pull it out and keep things keep the wheels of the company moving Hmm. that's his answer uh the people suing him have a different answer Mm mm-hmm yeah, they say his his money from these exchanges is mixed with his own cash, which leads to the complications. Is that correct? And the lawyers are arguing over whether that is legal or not. Okay. Um, his lawyer says, "Well, yeah, he uh, he had it mixed with his own, with his own personal cash," and says that that's completely within the law. Hmm. So that's one thing that's both sides disagree on which is whether it's even legal sure okay um so obviously all these clients they're you know they they have not gotten that money he says he's going to make make sure they do they have not gotten it so that's that's the battle that's ongoing it is there's uh there's a lawsuit that was filed uh there were actually several lawsuits that were filed shortly after the fire uh there's one primary one that is trying to that is being worked out now uh, with a supplemental lawsuit in that uh, the supplemental lawsuit seeks um, ownership of some properties that were tied to <coughs> Mr. Hetzler <coughs> excuse me uh, were tied to Mr. Hetzler or to companies that were under his uh, his control right. Yeah, you talk about how he does have um, considerable um, real estate investments and investment accounts. He has a house near Little Clapboard Creek, and attorneys want land. Um, 
held by companies. He started in self-storage businesses from Central Florida all the way up to South Georgia, correct? Right. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the kind of upcoming date is there's a hearing set for next week, August 27th, mm-hmm. and Judge Adrian Saud has said what to both sides? He has said that he really wants this case resolved. He has said that if there is not a uh, an agreement between the two sides, then he will schedule it for for a trial in the first half of of December. But he said that at the last hearing, which was held earlier this month, he told them that he wanted them to uh, to really try to uh, to reach a solution and. Uh, have that in place before this hearing on August 27th. And do you have a do you have a sense <coughs> whether that'll happen? I have been told <laughs> that the attorneys have booked uh, basically booked the day of August 26th for uh, for hmm. for discussions, and hmm. we'll see from there what happens. Yeah, be interesting. Um, yeah, I mean it's a fasting story. Sad on many levels i mean these people who you know their their businesses forever and ever they put a lot of sweat and toil into these businesses and this is the money that they're they understandably want um i mean it's sad for the person who's being sued i mean he can't walk has lost nine figures i mean his life will never be the same um but yeah it's a quite a quite a tale so um Definitely read the story on jacksonville.com and in the paper, I believe, this Sunday. And um, I'm sure Steve will have the updates to let us know what happens beyond this. Thank you very much for, for doing this. Thanks for having me here.